0: On today's episode, joining me is Tracy Shirk. She's the chief strategy consultant and owner of Elevate Talent Consulting and the host of the Talent Optimization Podcast. Tracy, thanks so much for jumping on the podcast with me today. I'm so glad that you were able to make it. Thanks so much for having me, Sherry. So I would love to start with uh, you sharing a little bit about your background and your journey in the HR space.
1: Absolutely. So my background is I have about 18 years in human resources. I actually started my career um, in a Sears store, Um, nothing like trial by fire, right? And then I spent 10 years in nonprofit organizations, really building HR departments from the ground up. From there, I worked in um, long-term nursing care and really working with organizations on ensuring they had the right talent in the right roles inside of their organizations. And then I went into consulting. Um, and what I find now is it's really helping organizations ensure that they're
0: creating an environment where
1: every employee is fulfilled in the work that they're doing.
0: How exciting, what an exciting kind of mission to have, or, um, your you know, as we call it, your why. It's so cool to hear that um, when people have gone through their HR journey and they're still just as passionate as they were when they started. Um, So that's really cool, thanks for sharing. Yeah, thanks for asking. So there is this mass exodus happening in the talent space um, and HR job opportunities are on the rise as well. You know, often people think the grass is greener on the other side, but often it isn't true, right? It's just our own thoughts and opinions that leave us feeling unfulfilled. So I'm curious, during all this chaos, how have you helped HR professionals find fulfillment now?
1: Yeah. And that's such a great question. And I think that for me, that really goes back to each of us has our own journey and we have the opportunity to write our story, right? So we can write the story about the negative things, or we can write the story about the positive things. And I believe that every setback is really your launchpad to success, as long as you choose it that way. And, you know, as we look at individuals leaving organizations and is the grass greener, I think some of it is looking at us and saying, what is it that I really want in my career? And what am I creating for myself? And you know, when we look at individuals leaving, there's typically four key reasons why individuals leave an organization. And it's the wrong fit to the job. It is that there is um, a mismatch with their manager. Their manager may not be leading them the way they need to be led. It may be the team that they're working on or maybe their culture, right? And I know for me that there's been jobs that I've had where the job was perfect, but the culture was not. And I had to make a choice. If, am I going to live within this culture or am I going to choose to leave because I'm looking for a culture? But I think the key thing is you have to know what you want. Otherwise you go by the whims of the employer that you're stepping into.
0: I um, So I'm gonna rephrase it, but I think it's so important. And if you're listening, I feel like this is one of those tweetable quotes, but every failure is a launch pad for success. Um, I could not agree more. I look back on all of my failures in my careers um, and the moments that I have felt my lowest, and every one of them has had a positive outcome because, like you said, I took the initiative to say, you know what, I need to look at what I can learn from this. As you've worked with HR professionals who are going through this And they're at this moment where maybe the job isn't fun anymore. Maybe they've lost their passion. You you know, what should they do? How do they kind of come back to those grassroots of why they really got into HR, what they're excited about in this space?
1: Yeah. So a lot of times I'll have them take a step back. And what's so fun is I've been leading um, coaching programs for HR professionals. So, you know, we've been having a lot of these key conversations And I have them actually take a step back and say, what is it that you love about work? What is it that you want to walk into every single day in your job that will have an impact that will lead you to being fulfilled? And I actually have them do a brain dump of all those things. Because when we can shift our thought process into what we want versus what we don't want, we're going to create that, right? So when we can take a step back and look at that, then it's, then the question is, what can you do right now in your job to create that? Because you have the power to do it. And there's certain things you can't change, but there's so much that you can. And so much of it is in your mindset and what you believe. And so often I say to the HR folks that I'm working with is, what if I gave you a challenge that was, I know you want to leave right now, but what if the challenge was you can't leave until you're actually happy? I get this look that's like, "Oh my gosh, seriously, Tracy, no way." I'm like, just just sit on that for a minute. What if you couldn't leave until you're happy? What would motivate you to be happy right now so you could leave?
0: I love that advice. Um, I think you can use that in so many situations. You know, especially if you're stuck working on a project that you don't like or or something else like reframing your mindset. I love that. Um, you know, I think this leads to a broader discussion around career pathing in HR. I know a lot of people have shared with me that, you know, hey, I got into HR because I really want to help people. Um and I think in HR sometimes we have this like pie in the sky idea of what working in HR is going to be like, and then we get into the role and we realize that it's way more complicated than that. We have to have way more business acumen. We have to wear a marketing hat. We have You know, all these different pieces, finance that we need to embrace that sometimes we don't get to have those warm and fuzzies, as I would call it, in those moments where you help people. What if you're in an HR job right now and you realize, hey, this isn't the right job for me. You know, I I thought it was going to be A, but it really isn't. How have you walked people through kind of going through that exercise of, yep, i I I know this isn't the right fit for me anymore, but how do I go about, you know, exiting or finding the right fit for me? That's such a great question.
1: And the first thing that I really do with folks is I walk them back to what are your strengths, right? So some individuals are super, super detail oriented. Some individuals are very process oriented. Some individuals are those independently driven leaders And some individuals are very extroverted versus very introverted, right? So I go back to what are those strengths that you specifically have for you? And let's do that because we always want individuals to play to their strengths, right? Otherwise, we turn ourselves into a pretzel and we're burning calories that we don't want to (laughs) burn. So it's looking at that and saying, what are your strengths? Great. Now that we can identify what your strengths are and what those things you want to do, I actually have them write kind of this three chart of what is your, you know, must have in a job? What is your like to have in a job? And what is your dream to have in a job? Now, how does that align to your strengths? Now that we have that, let's look at what your current job is. There's things that you don't necessarily love anymore, but I want you to shift the focus to look at that and say. How is this current situation setting me up for my dream to have job? Because when we can find motivation in our current job to reach those key milestones that are, hey, these are the business results that are needed that I've been hired to do, and this is how it's going to fulfill me. Sometimes we need to say, hey, that fulfillment's going to come from getting to that next step. So I need to at least identify that so I can find my motivation here. And then start looking based on that strength-based approach.
0: Have you used that model to help HR professionals have conversations with their, you know, their current supervisor now? I, I love that you shared that because I think that that could be a really great model to prep you for a conversation about what you want in your career with your supervisor.
1: Absolutely. And so I actually use that framework to create talent pathways inside of organizations. So on the one side, I use it when I'm working with individuals that are looking to define their career, whether it's, hey, I'm, you know, I'm just stepping in out of college, I've got a I'm doing a presentation of like college next week, right? Like I'm just stepping out of college into my first career. So what does that look like? And then I have one for individuals that are mid career, but then I do it with the executive leaders that say, hey, How do we create talent pathways through our organization so we don't lose our key people? And right now, we're in the middle of the great resignation. Well, what if this was the great retention, right? Like, what if we shifted this to say, how can we create a great retention inside of our organization by creating talent pathways for individuals to really move up based on their strengths, knowing that there are certain stepping blocks that they have to have? So for you as an HR professional listening in, I really want you to think about how does this not only serve you from where you sit in your path, but how can you take this to your organization so your organization can be an organization of great retention?
0: I think we just coined a new term, or not we, you, you (laughs) just coined a new term, the great retention. I absolutely love that. I think that is uh, very forward thinking for for those that are... um, Wanting thought leadership out of this space, I think that is definitely the way we could be looking at it because all we're doing right now is talking about engagement and employee experience and career pathing and skills building. That's all based on trying to retain the great talent that we have. How have you decided what next steps to take? So you go through this exercise, you've identified, hey, here's where I want to go. So what's your advice? Is it a step away? Is it a step up? Is it you know, how, how have you coached people to work through once they get to the thing that they know that they want to do?
1: Yeah. So once they get to the thing that they know that they want to do, um, there's a couple steps. The first step is you must manage your mind, right? You must manage your mind because you are 100% responsible for the thoughts you have in your head. And you need to know when you start going into negative Nancy moments and saying, okay, what is it that I really want? How do I catch myself to come back? Um, So that's the first thing, because that impacts every single thing you do in touch in the the results that you're going to get. The second thing is you have to talk about it, right? Any goal that we have, if we don't talk about it and take actions towards it, we're never going to reach it. So we want to talk about it. We want to create those actionable steps for it. So the first place is, if the culture that you're in is a place where you want to stay, start having those conversations with your supervisor. Hey, you know what? I've been in payroll for the last eight years, you know, and this detail orientation is really starting to like fizzle me out a little bit. I would love an opportunity to do X, Y, and Z and come with a solution, right? I see that the business has a need of X, Y, Z to reach these business results. What are the possibilities that I could shift into that and maybe train someone else that has a huge opportunity to step into a payroll role? What do you think?
0: Um such great advice. I love the talk track. I think that model is so good. You know, the solution piece that you mentioned. I think sometimes we miss that. We come to the table with, "Hey, this is the problem I see. What should we do about it?" And, you know, we have that power. I think sometimes we don't give it to ourselves to say, here's how I think we should solve it. You know, as I've gone through my career, I've, I've learned more and more to ask questions and be curious because literally the worst that can happen is somebody says no, and that's okay. Right. You know, that's okay. You know, you have a podcast yourself called talent optimization, and I'm curious what kind of questions you've been getting are tackling as we go through, and in my notes, I wrote great resonation, but I, I'm going to flip it, our great retention uh, for all employees, not just HR.
1: Yeah. So, you know, some of the key things we've really been talking about within that, like I have one that, you know, was just released today, which was all about how do we ensure that individuals have amazing accountability And that we're holding individuals accountable while inspiring them, right? So let's flip the performance appraisal on its head to talk about what does feedback look like? And I want to jump back to a question or a a comment that you had just made, which was, you know, the, the solutioning, right? And one of the key things that we talk about is how do we empower our staff and ourselves to come up with solutions so we're not always waiting on our supervisors and leaders to come up with those solutions, and we use something called communication filters. And we actually have a communication filter, which is what's the solution, right? Because I don't know about you, Sherry, but I get decision fatigue by the end of the day where it's like, oh my gosh, I have to make 500 decisions. Um, and the, the, they're little ones. And by the time I get home and my husband's like, what do you want for dinner? I'm like, I don't care. Just put something in front of me because I cannot even decide between broccoli and peas right now. Um <laughs> You know, so with that, the reason why I bring up this, the communication filters and solution filter is when we say to our staff, when you come to me with a problem, I also want you to come to me with a solution or one or two or three different solutions because I want them starting to think strategically because that's going to have them start to create their own future. And in our podcast with this accountability and um, performance evaluation, it's really about how do we ensure that we're having individuals be accountable for themselves and we're providing them the space and the tools that they can do that so that we're together really ensuring that we're meeting those business outcomes. So that's one example. Um, that we've been chatting a lot about. And it really goes to, when individuals are engaged, we're going to retain them. And if we can have them challenged in the way that they want to be challenged, they're going to love their work.
0: I could not agree more. We are introducing something in our organization around this exact concept. We're calling it performance enablement. and But it is that shift for how do I provide employees all the resources they need but help them be empowered to make the decisions on their own career path and articulate what they want to do. So um, it's cool to hear that other people are talking about that as well because it's such an important, I think, tipping point for how we think about performance in the future. Um, And I totally agree on the decision fatigue. I have the same conversation with my husband on the daily. I don't care make a decision for me. Um, so this was a great conversation, Tracy. I think it's so neat to hear you know, what you've been doing to help um, HR professionals in their space. And I think some of the tactics that you shared are going to be really good for organizations to pull in just as they think about talent and career pathing, just a new way of looking at it. So thanks for your time. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Sherry.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Palocity a leading HCM provider that frees you from the tasks of today so you can focus more on the promise of tomorrow. If you'd like to submit a topic or appear as a guest on a future episode, email us at pctytalks at paylocity.com.